This week on This Week at Blurred's Ball. I find your lack of faith disturbing. No, I am your father. That's not true. That's impossible. Wars make one great, do they? The sand people will return, and in greater numbers. I haven't heard that name in a very long time. You probably didn't recognize me because of my red arm. This shit did the castle run in 12 parsecs. <laughs> it's a more elegant weapon from off. Ah. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to this week in Blurns Ball. That's right, Chewie. Punch it. Pew, pew, pew. Happy Star Wars Day to all of those who are observing and welcome to the podcast in audio only form now, which means you won't be able to see Baby Yoda shirt. Baby Yoda shirt. Baby Yoda shirt. He's drinking his little coffee. <laughs> Yeah, the Vatican Time Cops picked a bad time to kick us off YouTube, but we're coming into your ear holes. I'm your co-host, Ben Bloom. With me, as always, is co-host, executive producer, and slightly downsized from his YouTube editing role, Jacob Morris. Yeah, we're here, we're punching it, and we've got lightsabers aplenty, although you can't see them. So who knows if we're actually delivering on the lightsaber promise? Yeah, I mean... Plus, the, the good news is that once this episode airs, George Lucas can't go back and CGI in some bullshit over my left shoulder. That's right, Jar Jar Binks. Bastard. <laughs> Misa be thinking that... Oh, God, no. No, no, no. We, we were putting a stop to that shit right now. Oh, betcha, so, betcha. So before we get into actual baseball stuff, let's talk about this ridiculous hilarious day that has become slightly more cynical i guess now that people actually know what it is yeah uh i mean <laughs> it was started as such a great pun may the 4th and also the 4th it's, an ar- it's an arrested development day too may we all remember it's the cinco de cuatro yeah oh man so again so much promise so much like deep internet lore but then again deep internet nerd lore usually ends up bad after a while. (laughs) Yeah, it's become so commercialized. I mean, they're actually releasing a new Star Wars show on Disney Plus today. That's how big of an internet nerd thing it's become. Isn't it The Bad Batch? The Bad Batch is an animated show about about clone troopers. Ooh, Dirty Dozen Clone Troopers. Dirty Dozen Clone Troopers. So what happened between... You know, clones of Timuera Morrison and the assholes who can't shoot straight in the real trilogy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, Django Fett was a was at least an above average bounty hunter. 
Yeah. And Boba Fett, I mean, we didn't really see that much Boba Fett in the original trilogy. No, but he was pretty menacing. He got the job done. He had those slabs of Han ice cubes. Mm, Han ice. <laughs> also, did you ever notice that Billy D. Williams keeps calling him Han? Han Solo, how you doing? <laughs> I figured that was just a Bespin dialect thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a regional accent. <laughs> It's like how they say water in Philadelphia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cheese steaks. How is it that like both that Lando has been both uh, Donald Glover and Billy D. Williams? Like he's it's because like, Lando is the coolest man in the galaxy. He's the and coolest man the, in the galaxy, and also the only black guy uh, other than Mace Windu and Finn. Oh yeah, Finn. And possibly Lando's daughter in episode nine, but no one remembers episode nine. Oh, yeah. Her, is she Lando's daughter? I, I, I was that was or, unclear about that. Yeah, because maybe he just talks to everyone like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like you, you look in, in Star Wars lore at like, you know, people who have played the same character in different movies. Like, again, Ewan McGregor, a great successor to Alec Guinness. Like, like he looks so much like him too. Is yeah. is icing on the cake. Yeah, and of course, you know Donald Glover, Billy D. Williams, but you can't do another Harrison Ford. They tried that in Indiana Jones Four, and it sucked. Yeah, well, I mean, they also had was it Ansel Elgort who played him in Alden uh, Ehrenreich. Ah, yeah. The other weird, teutonically named white people. Yeah. I mean, they could have had Adam Driver, but they wasted him on emo Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, Kylo. He was great in Logan Lucky. Yeah, he was. That was a fun movie, which was, was. Is, it was essentially Hillbilly Ocean's Eleven. Ocean 7-Eleven. <laughs> There's a good title for it. <laughs> oh, man. And, and I think that's where uh, Daniel Craig learned to speak Southern. And then he kind of went crazy with it in Knives Out. <laughs> hey, Knives Out, terrific movie. Fantastic movie. One of the better whodunits in recent memory. And yeah. also one of the last Christopher Plummer movies. Yeah, unfortunately so. Uh, did you know they're making a sequel? Yes, centered around Benoit Blanc. Yeah, oh man, I just want them to make more Benoit Blanc movies. Yeah, he's our generation's Hercule Poirot, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, they're also making more Hercule Poirot movies. Well, that's just because Kenneth Branagh has been like, has been like, like uh, squatting on the in intellectual property rights for those for years. He's Kenneth Branaghing all over the place. Didn't this used to be a baseball podcast? I think it used to be a baseball podcast. Should we talk about baseball? I think we're just trying to avoid the big baseball news of the week, aren't we? I mean, uh, no sense avoiding it. I mean, it is a holiday, so we need to respect the holiday traditions of observing the holiday and then talking about some pretty unpleasant shit going on in the baseball world. Well, hold on. Before we talk about the unpleasant shit going on in the baseball world, I like how May the 4th didn't become Life Day. We do not speak of the Christmas specials. Hey, Life Day got canonized in The Mandalorian. Yeah, but so did a lot of things. That's fair. <laughs> And can we all agree that Life Day is not Wookiee Christmas, it's Wookiee Rosh Hashanah? I was going to say Wookiee Shavuot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Think about it, right? Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. 
Those who shall not live by the life day shall die by the life day. Rookie Passover. At least we'll continue it. Hey, for the redeeming quality of the holiday special, it had B. Arthur owning the Tatooine Cantina. Yeah, but it's B. Arthur. She can own anything. Yeah, she can. And it gave us the lyrics. There's lyrics to that? B. Arthur sings it. Have you ever watched the holiday special? Yes, but again, I don't remember it for reasons that are somewhat Rickardsy. B. Arthur sings the song to the Cantina song. Uh, Carrie Fisher sings a song about Life Day to the tune of the, the Star Wars theme. Like, not uh, the Bill Murray Star Wars song. The Bill Murray Star Wars song, but to the tune, but it's about Life Day. Um, it's the first appearance of Boba Fett. I really should have paid more attention and stayed away from the hard cider. It's terrible, but it's good. It's very seventies. It, it it sound it, it's it's a shag carpet and a mountain of cocaine away from being the nineteen seventies. It it is very nineteen seventies. Remember, this was only the second Star Wars thing ever to exist. It went movie. Holiday special. And then Empire. Yeah. Right, because Empire came out, like, in 1980? 81? Oh, yeah, 77, 81, 83. That's George Lucas's pin number. And then the machine just spits money at him. Yeah, it's like, what even bother? You are rich. Yeah, we could just do the whole thing, like just doing Michael Winslow level um, <laughs> sound effects. Which yeah. reminds me, in addition to our classic Simpsorama episode of the week, we need our classic Star Wars spoof of the week. Oh, I have a classic Star Wars spoof for you. <laughs> but first, actual baseball news? Actual baseball news. So there was yeah. some incredibly depressing baseball news this week. Although, if you're plugged into the baseball world... You kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, so... Um, Robbie Alomar, bad yeah. person. Yes, again, right now there is an ongoing investigation after an allegation of sexual misconduct against Alomar from 2014. He was fired as a consultant for Major League Baseball. He was also um, fired for from his role with the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are taking his... Uh, retired number down, they're removing him from the level of excellence, and MLB put him on the ineligible list, which is an interesting thing to look at while everything is being investigated. Uh, so this was actually investigated by a third-party counsel to MLB, and he was found liable. Uh, like, wow. this this investigation has concluded, is my understanding. And they've said, yeah, you did some bad shit, Robbie. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and then again, like it's the right move to, you know, like get him out of baseball for what for what they found. For what they found, yeah. Uh he also resigned his spot on the Hall of Fame's board of directors. Um which, you know, right move to take. Uh they would have thrown him out otherwise, I assume. 
yeah. uh, at the next board of directors meeting. Uh, the Hall of Fame, though, has not removed him from the Hall of Fame uh, on the reasoning that at the time of his election, he was eligible and they don't want to go back and rewrite history because that opens a dangerous precedent. But rewriting history is how we is how not we, but how baseball was able to officially recognize the Negro Leagues as official major leagues to add them to record books. So in that sense, maybe relitigating history could serve a purpose. Again, even if it's just for context in the hall. Yeah, editing history. There's a lot of shitty people in the Baseball Hall of Fame. There are a lot of shitty people in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But if we were to go back and take down the plaque of every single shitty person in the Baseball Hall of Fame, there'd be a lot. start with Ty Cobb? Yeah, we start with Ty Cobb, first of all. There'd be a lot of shitty people that we take out. There'd be a lot of plaques removed. Perhaps if we were to go back and editorialize some of those plaques would be the yeah, better again, move. Context. It's like it, when it's in a, again, like Hall of Fame, it's it's not exactly a museum because it is a celebratory like monument it, as much as it is a museum. So it's very, it's, it's murky. I mean, it's quite easy to say assholes out. Well, it's, I'm, I'm also very much of the opinion that we can remember him for being a great baseball player while also remembering him as being a shitty person. Uh, we don't have to be both. Yeah. People contain multitudes. We don't have to celebrate him. I agree with the Blue Jays taking down his number. I agree with the Blue Jays removing him from the mm -hmm. level of excellence because we don't celebrate him because, you know, he was a shitty person. That said, he was a great baseball player. He was part of some of the biggest moments in Blue Jays history. Uh, the Jays likely don't win their two World Series without him. But that doesn't mean we hitch our wagon to him and say, yay, Robbie Alomar. Um, again, it's it's an acknowledgement, like you acknowledge the contributions and also the serious detractions. And I mean, if you kind of followed his career and everything about him, uh, there were a number of incidents uh, which, you know, kind I mean, of but, led to this. There was the spinning on the umpire incident but, in the 90s. Okay, but spinning on an umpire doesn't mean you're going to commit sexual misconduct. Like, no, but but just, there were questions too... of his there were questions of his character prior to this accusation. There was the incident okay, with spinning yeah. on the umpire. There was another question of uh perhaps spousal abuse. There was there was a vague accusation where he may have uh um what was it? Uh, spread an STI to another woman outside of his wet, outside of his marital relationship. Um, like there were all of these kind of accusations floating around him, and he kind of had this Teflon uh, coating on him prior to this. And again, like I'm glad that he was held accountable for something seriously wrong. No word yet on any criminal proceedings. Or well, uh, through her uh, legal representation, it seems that the uh, the accusing party does not want to go through the legal system. I, I don't blame them. Like it's it's it just gets fucked up and horrible. And it's, oh yeah, I mean as yeah. we've seen so many times with. Mm -hmm with individuals accusing uh, men, especially very famous men, uh, it ends up very difficult uh, and it ends up as a incredibly difficult victim blaming 
and, and again, like people who do go through it, it's incredibly commendable because they are like holding these people to account for the wrong they did. It's just horrible the the gauntlet that they are put through in trying to do something right. Yes, exactly. But yeah, it's definitely a shitty development. Is like again, like for people in the baseball community, it's like okay, maybe there were some breadcrumbs leading to this, but still, it's like okay, that's like better to know these things about this person and to not venerate them, like further. Yeah, venerate exactly. The person yes, venerate the person further. Yeah. Uh, now, to be on the ineligible list, that is really a step. Uh, there's only five people currently on the ineligible list, uh, two of whom are for performance-enhancing drug usage. Uh, the other two, I mean, we're counting Robbie Alomar as the fifth. The other right. two were for a cheating scandal and that Astros assistant GM who, uh, you know, abused the female reporter in the clubhouse. You know, thank God we have a Suna on the team. That yeah, guy. that asshole. Yeah. Uh, so it's tough to end up on the ineligible list. Uh, other people who've ended up on the ineligible list over the past, you know, century of the ineligible list existing have been, you know, the Black Sox guys. Uh, George Steinbrenner, when he, you know, tried to dig up dirt on his players. Marshy Schott for being a literal Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, oh, the lesser offenses of Mickey Mantle and Willie Mays for doing an event at a casino back yeah. when everyone was so weird about gambling. Fergie Jenkins for taking 0.4 grams of Coke across the border. That's not even that much. I mean, like it sounds like a small number of like grams, like if I remember my grade two mathematics. But still, you know, cocaine. Yeah, it was a different time. It was. And hey, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's Fergie. And he's, and he's on the stamp. That stamp. There he is. So yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely unpleasant, definitely disappointing. And again, it's one of the tricky things with, I guess, life where you put, like you, you idolize people, but you idolize their actions opposed to who they are as people because you don't know who they are as people until you find out. Yeah, and I mean, look, it makes the Blue Jays Mount Rushmore debate much easier. You know, oh, who yeah. goes on the Blue Jays Mount Rushmore? Roy Halladay. Jose Bautista, Joe Carter, uh, Dave Steve. Dave Steve. Yeah. Oh, I guess you could put Tony Fernandez up there instead of Joe Carter. Joe Carter has a moment. Tony Fernandez is the dude. He is he he uh, he was unquestionably the dude. Yeah. And I mean and when they finally build statues, they just don't build the statue of his moment. Wait, Carter's moment or Al Alomar's moment. Are they still building? No, they can't still be building a statue of them. No, I mean, they aren't actually building statues of anyone at this point. But Yeah, I think we can do away with statues at this point. I think we've had enough statues for a lifetime. Yeah, let's let's wait until people are dead to build statues of them. Ah, uh, the Dolly Parton offensive. <laughs> Working nine to five. Yeah, man, we can I'm build still, a statue. I'm still waiting for the Dolly Parton cameo on Grace and Frankie. Yeah, it it makes so much sense if you're the two of us. <laughs> yeah. So what else is going on in the baseball world besides criminal investigations? 
Well, I mean, we didn't even talk about the Oakland A's 13-game winning streak last week, did we? We, we? we mentioned it glancingly being like, we owe them an apology. We'd also like to take this moment to apologize to Robbie Ray Cyrus. He is good at sports. Yes, very good at sports. Uh, he is a Pete Walker reclamation project. So, uh, yeah, not that great last year when he was with Arizona. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I want to say Arizona. That sounds right. Came to yeah. Toronto. Pete Walker found something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has turned it around. Yeah. And again, at this point, like following the Stonewall Farrell approach, when is Pete Walker going to get a manager gig? I think he's happy being a pitching coach. How dare people be happy? That's, that's just wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think he's also quite well compensated being a pitching coach, considering he was also quite well compensated as a major league pitcher. Oh, yeah. You always forget that people who are in baseball usually were in baseball. Yeah, right? Having played baseball at the professional level, he doesn't need the money. I mean, that's the only reason why the two of us aren't in professional baseball right now is because we weren't in professional baseball. That's, yeah, pretty much it. Speaking of people who currently aren't in professional baseball, Luis Robert is going to be out for pretty much the whole season, it's looking like, with a right hip flexor tear. Yeah, 12 to 16 weeks. That is a rough injury. Mm-hmm. And then over on the Dodgers, Dustin May, like the caratist of tops, unfortunately has, is getting Tommy John surgery. And still, their, their rotation is pretty bulletproof, but... You never like seeing a guy go down for an extended injury. I mean, yeah, their rotation is about eight starters deep. I mean, you have David Price coming out of the bullpen. Not anymore. Ah, No, he's your fifth starter now. Yep. Man, I feel bad for David Price. He didn't get the World Series ring because he sat out because of COVID. Yeah, he got one in 2018. He's doing just fine. (laughs) Yeah, he's doing just fine. But but still, you want that ring. (laughs) Again, I really wish I was on the plane for the David Price, Dennis Eckersley square standoff. I mean, like two of like two of like two of like two excellent Major League Baseball pitchers. Just oh man, you could just imagine if they were both the same age, just like just going at it or hamster fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a baseball fight; everyone misses. Baseball fights are like stormtroopers. No one ever hits anyone. Speaking of baseball fights, there was a pretty looking baseball fight this week. There was? Yeah. Kansas City against Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. The Battle of Missouri. The Battle of Missouri. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no. Fall for it. No, that doesn't work. It does now. So let's talk about the fight. Yeah. I mean, uh, whoo. The, the triggering incident was a guy showing off. And I mean, you can't, you can't punch up a strikeout like that. Of course you can. Uh, not not he, literal punching, but like you can celebrate a strikeout. You can celebrate a strikeout, but he whooped it up pretty big. He so did Jabba Chamberlain and no one took a swing at that doofus. Yeah. Oh, Jabba. Is he still <laughs> around? Well, I, I believe he he runs a bounty hunting cartel on Tatooine these days. Ah, job of the Chamberlain. <laughs> uh, what an unfortunate nickname. Yeah, not 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 the greatest thing to be compared to. Like again, like 
Like if you see, like if you ever look at like a Shih Tzu dog, they pretty much look like Ewoks. So that's hilarious. Just wrap it up in a blanket. And we're back to Star Wars. Uh, yeah, but he he whooped it up pretty big, and that triggered a benches clearing brawl. Uh, but red on royal blue, like it, it was pretty. Oh yeah, I mean visually probably spectacular. But again, like for, we have to go to the Trevor Bauer words, but not the Trevor Bauer person principle. Yes, celebrate. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, celebrate. Nothing wrong with that. I think don't rub it in. There, there is, is always the line. Yeah. I having watched it, I think he crossed the line. I'll we'll have to go back, uh, put 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 the cans on and and call up New York to to make sure. Yeah. Let's 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 go to the replay. Get those binoculars. <laughs> the binoculars like I still can't believe like like for replays like they're watching the jumbotron. It's like yeah. like how can you see like the granular details from a friggin' jumbotron? Because it's the jumbotron. It's it is jumbo. jumbo. It is rather jumbo. You and you make an excellent point there. It is jumbo and it's tronular. It is trontacular. <laughs> Man, the fact that no jumbotron has ever had Jeff Bridges on it. That's that's a serious mistake. <laughs> But speaking of Jumbotrons, Arizona was the ultimate wingman over the weekend. Yes. Yeah. Man, go D-backs. And also, that was the most epic Twitter thread ever. Yeah. And I mean, like, there have been great baseball Twitter threads, like when they're playing Connect Four against each other. This one was like, I think a YouTube creator said, hey, my buddy's on a second date at the Diamondbacks game. Can you help me out? Yeah. Put him on the camera. And they did it. They they went for it. Like all game, just like, is there going to be a third date? You know, uh, looks uh, we've lost visual. We've lost visual. Like they went full. They went full Tom Clancy on that shit. Yeah, zero, they zeroed our thirty him. And then of course they gave they gave the the nice couple a pair of game used baseballs, and then DM'd him later saying, "Going to be a third date." <laughs> Beautiful. I sure hope so, there is. They put that couple on blast. Yeah, which again is better than proposing at the ballpark because this is fun. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. You're being bullied by a baseball team. Yeah, just like, just like high school. Aww. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was on the baseball team. We didn't bully anyone. We were nerds. Oh, a bunch of baseball nerds. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kansas City keeps making us look like chumps in the central. Lousy, stinking Kansas City jerks. <laughs> Why I oughta. And the NL Central is going to be fun as shit to watch. I don't know what you were doing last night, but I was flipping back and forth between the Brewers game and the Cardinals game, which had a blackout and a Nolan Arenado, like, moonshot. Yeah, the NL Central... Fun as shit. I was watching a league of their own. Aw, nice choice. Yeah. There's no crying in baseball. Oh, man. Speaking it's of funny because under- that's the opposite of what it really meant. Yes. Speaking of underappreciated Tom Hanks movies, The Wonders. Oh. Doing that thing you do. 
He directed that. Shit, he's got to direct more things. He does. I mean, he produces a lot of stuff now. Yeah, I mean, but again, like, I guess if he ever wants a movie made, like, he's got uh, Spielberg and Ron Howard on speed dial, so. Ron Howard, you've done it again! Yes! His best friend's talking pie. These happy days are yours, my happy days. (laughs) Oh, Ron Howard. Go to the zoo. Uh, Yeah, but not the same zoo as you guys. (laughs) What was it, the... The uh, Fantastopus is only the like... Fantastopotamus only yeah. talks at three o'clock. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, he's one of the one of the great Simpsons guest stars. Yeah, uh, right up there with Alec Baldwin and uh, Kim Cattrall. Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger. Yeah. Was Kim Cattrall ever on Simpsons? I don't remember. Yeah, Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. That was a good one. Also, who do we side with in the Sex and the City feud, or do we just ignore it completely and talk about Mark Hamill? Talk about Mark Hamill. Yes, good choice. So, one of the greatest voice actors of all time. Yes. And again, like that's including guys like Mel Blanc. That's including Billy West. Yeah. That, the fact that Mark Hamill never really showed up on Futurama. It's kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean, like Futurama, I think, owes more of a debt to Trek than Wars. Are we talking? Wait, is this the one where all the Star Wars fans moved? No, that was the Star Wars Trek. We're talking about the Star Trek Wars. (laughs) And of course, there's the great Nixon line. The Force is with us. Well, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it definitely owes more of a debt to Trek. Uh, but that's also, you know, look at the writer's room of uh, Futurama. Yeah, again, that writer's room was about future people. And Star Wars, as is canonical, took place a long, long time ago. But in no, a galaxy one far long, away. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Not according to Weird Al Yankovic. A long, long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far away. Naboo was under an attack. That was the best part of the uh, second trilogy was Weird Al singing, you know, American Jedi. Yeah. Uh, You know, he wrote that song without having seen the movie. Because he's Weird Al. Yeah. He based it on internet spoilers. (laughs) Then to confirm its accuracy before releasing it, he bought a ticket to an early screening um, in a charity auction. And had to change virtually nothing about the song. Man, just goes to show you that fanboys was pretty much accurate. Yeah, uh, the fact that Weird Al wasn't the fact that Weird Al wasn't in fanboys disappoints me too. Yeah, but Billy D. Williams was. um, William Shatner was. Yeah, Shatner was. That was great. Carrie Fisher, I think, was in it. Yeah. You know, she was the best friend in When Harry Met Sally. Yes, she was. I wish Carrie Fisher was my best friend. <laughs> she seems pretty awesome. Yeah. Always our general. <laughs> also, she's straight up like, like it, people didn't acknowledge for a long time that the rescue in, in the first movie was all her. These two like, bumbling yeah, bozos. Murders, yeah. We're yeah, just shooting. She's like, okay, but pew, follow me. Yeah. Also, she was the script fixer on so many movies. 
Yeah, I mean, she pretty much had an MD in script doctorology. Yeah. Not a doctor. <laughs> Not a doctor. <laughs> but yeah. Alone. Well, yeah, so it's <laughs> way funnier than it had any right to be. It, it really was because again, Nick Offerman would make a great Chewbacca. Roar noise. That is all. Yeah, Nick Offerman is Chewbacca, ladies and gentlemen. I have a I have a pitch for a TV show that I think Nick Offerman would be great on. Is it just a camera following him around as he avoids it, just like pretty much wrong every Ron Swanson moment? <laughs> Well, that's even better than my show. No. <laughs> um, he's a middle-aged suburban man who moves into a Massachusetts area, uh, like a Massachusetts old like Civil War era mansion. Uh, and when they're renovating it, they find uh, paperwork that the owner of the house in the Civil War era seceded from the Union, thereby making this property an independent nation that was never reabsorbed into the union that was never reabsorbed into the union the united states of ron exactly <laughs> so pretty much all of his libertarian fantasies come to fruition exactly that was an episode of family guy uh, yes it's based on the episode of family guy and that makes you a communist ah ah Usually my dilettantes uh, fit through my hole. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it oh, would be it would be uh, him running his own country out of the uh, grounds of this Massachusetts area Civil War era home. And the hijinks that come with it. There would be hijinks. <laughs> I figure I his... call it Joe Hio. <laughs> yes. I figure his best friend slash next door neighbor could work for the State Department. Can it be Wendell Pierce? Yes. Because I just need more of him. <laughs> oh, man. See? I'd watch it. I would watch it, too. I'm imagining the episodes in my head right now. I thought you were going to do, like, a Star Wars-themed odd couple, like... Well, I guess C-3PO and R2-D2. Yeah, just, just give C-3PO and R2-D2 their own show. Oh, my. R2. Oh, no, we have to... We have to um, uh, robot that. Boop, 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 boop. Boop, 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 And, yep, now we owe money to the estate of Tony Randall. God damn it. And to George Lucas. Damn George Lucas. Also, that a most underappreciated George Lucas cameo, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Your prop like George Lucas has the spear of destiny? Oh god. How's he gonna rewrite history? <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> help us, George. You're our only hope. I get that. I get that too. Also, I want Nick Zano and Brandon Routh just be my sidekicks. Yeah. Oh, wait. What if Brandon Routh played his neighbor? I could be up for that. <laughs> Super cheery and peppy, but like secretly rule abiding. That's yeah. Brandon Routh. He is. 
Christopher Reeve. That movie could have worked. It was a script problem, not an acting problem. It was also a Kevin Spacey problem. Yeah, Kevin Spacey chewed up the scenery. That's a good Lex Luthor. There are better. Also, Kevin Spacey's a jerk. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Spacey's a jerk. There's all kinds of issues with Kevin Spacey, but Kevin Spacey's portrayal of Luther was not the issue. He, he was playing Gene Hackman. They could have got real Gene Hackman. Except for the fact that real Gene Hackman was like 80. Hey, he can still act. He just oh. chooses not to. Yes. Luthor. <laughs> he was fun. Yeah. How is it that in a Superman movie with Richard Pryor, Gene Hackman was still the funniest person? Um, because he's Gene Hackman? Yeah. Didn't, didn't this used to be a baseball podcast? It used to be. Simsorama episode of the week? Simsorama episode of the week. So I have picked perhaps the classic grandpa episode. Oh. Raging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson in the, fl- the Hellfish Bonanza. <laughs> I don't actually um, think it's called in the Hellfish Bonanza. I believe it's oh, yeah, the, the curse of the Hellfish. The Bonanza. curse of the Hellfish Bonanza. Yes. Oh man, that is one of the great Grandpa episodes, and it establishes him as like an actual character, as opposed to just a couple one-liners of you know Grover Cleveland spanking me on two non-consecutive occasions. Great history joke. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's joke. where the classic Grandpa ramble comes from. Nineteen Dickety Two. <laughs> You have uh, to say the word dickety because the Kaiser stole our word for 20. Uh, it establishes Grandpa's backstory as a uh, major in World War II. It sets up everyone's uh, ancestors, Iggy Wiggum, you know, Simon Skinner, uh, Arnie Gumble. Although it does give us a contradiction that Simon Skinner looks exactly like Seymour Skinner, but Seymour Skinner is Armin Tamzarian. So Again, when is- he could have, you know, frequented yes he could have and it taught a generation of children what a tontine is tontines are illegal by the way no this isn't the sting no Uh, and it taught us about stolen nazi artwork it did teach us about but it was in the opposite way yes in, not in the damn it, those Nazis stole art, which is still an ongoing issue. Yeah, I mean, like eighty years later. Yeah, and but this time, the good guys steal the Nazi art. <laughs> we have to return this to the Ger- we have to return this to the Germans to avoid an international incident. We've been working with the Germans for the past seventy years. <laughs> Get oh. a room. <laughs> yeah, don't crash the stereo. Ah, <laughs> uh, dickity. Plus, there's plus there's the, the take your grandpa to work day. Yeah. Did you drive your Did you drive your house to school? No, I'm not Superman. No, I'm not Superman. But today I sentenced my 36th, no, 37th man to death. <laughs> I'll be dead in the cold, cold ground before I recognize Missouri. Different episode, but... <laughs> yeah. Pull on the rope 46 times if you're out of air, 47 times if you found the art. Oh, five, no. 46. 46. I sent him to a watery grave. 47. He found the bonanza. <laughs> oh, man. And plus, it sets up Mr. Burns' despicable 
quasi-Nazi past. Yeah. And he has a nice moment at the end where Bart and Grandpa get along. And <laughs> one of my favorite, like, like, throwaway moments, because you don't see as much Homer this episode, where Bart and Grandpa are about to go on the mission. They run into Homer. Do you want to come with on a dangerous daring next? <laughs> and where I love where Grandpa steals the speedboat from Flanders. But Flanders willingly lets them take it. Hey, what you doing there? Stealing your boat? Oh, you can tell you take it. <laughs> uh, what you up to? It's secret. Ooh, sounds fine. Tingly dingling. Come on, get the boys. We're spending the night in the dinghy. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> spine tingly dingling. There's our episode title. Spine. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I am putting that in right now. Spine, tingly, dingling. Wow, if you really slow it down and use announcer voice, it sounds super dirty. So does a lot of what Flanders says. Pigs in space! You have a uh, Simpson or Grandma episode of the week. Yes, I do. And again, greatest Simpson, uh, sorry, greatest Star Wars parody. Um, it's got to be a toss-up between Spaceballs and that episode of The Muppet Show with the stars of Star Wars. Oh, yes. The stars yeah. of Star Wars, where he shows up as both Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker. Truly the greatest actor of our generation. Yeah. But I'm going with the classic Simpsons episode, Mayored to the Mob. Oh, yes. Which is somehow both a bodyguard parody and a Star Wars parody and a Guys and Dolls parody. <laughs> So, of course, after Homer rescues uh, Mark Hamill from the Bymon sci-fi con. <laughs> By kicking everyone in the crotch. <laughs> You're just like all Easter bunnies. Can't take a punch to the crotch. <laughs> Different episode. Hey, can we get, go back to get my lightsaber? George Lucas gets really mad if we lose them. <sighs> and... Uh... <laughs> Yes, we will have to pay money to Dolly Parton and Whitney Houston for singing I Will Always Love You. <laughs> I once made someone sing I Will Always Love You in front of a large group of people after, lo after they lost a bet. It was the best summer ever. <laughs> I'll tell you more about that story off the show because I'm pretty sure I'm going to get sued for libel. <laughs> but point of the story is underappreciated Fat Tony episode too. <laughs> Uh, also, I just found it. I found out very recently. Fat Tony's voice actor was on Criminal Minds for like twelve seasons. Yeah, Joe Mantegna. Yeah, An I did not put two and two together. Yeah, you never noticed. I'm looking inside the minds of criminals because it's wrong to steal a loaf of bread. But let's say your family doesn't want bread; they want cigarettes. <laughs> oh man, Joe Mantegna is fantastic. And of course, the like quintessential line, Homer, use the the force? No, the forks. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary Quimby still gets beaten up anyway. Fat Tony, I'm disappointed in you. What? What? <laughs> it's what I do. <laughs> you have 24 hours, and the show was serious. You have 12 hours. A good fat tony episode too yeah oh man it, one of the again like, like there are so many great simpson side characters most of them hank azaria but joe mantegna a recurring real actor guest star every scene steals it yeah 
Joe Mantegna has now voiced two different characters on The Simpsons. Fat Tony and Fit Tony? Fat Tony and Fit Tony. <laughs> right, fit the Tony, Tony Brasco. Fit uh, fat Tony, and yes. then, you know, Fat Tony. Just, just to make it easier. Yeah. Oh, man, I forgot that they did a Donnie Brasco episode way too long after Donnie Brasco for anyone to understand what Donnie Brasco was. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I believe he also voiced Michael, Fat Tony's son. I think so. I mean, like, that was pretty much just like, oh, I was just a young Al Pacino impression. <laughs> yeah, it could have been Hank Azaria. Yeah, because as is canonically true, young Al Pacino plus gravelly voice is most is like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Oh, man, just watching Hank Azaria videos so like, of him, like, breaking down, like, his different voices. Man, seeing Hank Azaria do live-action roles is amazing. Him yeah. in the birdcage. Oh, my God. What a movie. Yeah. Uh, a movie that could not get made today. No, because it was based off of a French movie, and there's a moratorium on remaking French things. Hey, Le Cajofol, great. But yeah, also, the, bird, the Birdcage. Look at the cast in that. Gene Hackman, Robin Williams, Nathan, Nathan Lane. Lane. Uh, oh, shoot. What's her name? Uh, for The Good Wife. Oh, Juliana Margulies. No, not The Good Wife and The Good Wife. The partner. Oh. James Spader. <laughs> no. Damn it. That's Boston Legal. Uh, I want to say Felicity Huffman, but I don't think it's Felicity Probably. Huffman. Yeah, it's not Cloris Leachman, although I wouldn't be surprised if she had like a guest spot in that. Probably. And of Hank Azaria. And Hank Azaria. Also, the fact that him and Ben Stiller and William H. Macy are all buddies and that he gets to call him Bill Macy is so cool. Uh, also, Hank Azaria in Mystery Men. Yes, the Blue Raja. <laughs> Nice to see you again, so Spoon. <laughs> God, that was a terrible but amazing movie. Yeah. And again, just he does that pretty much that same character in one of the Callista Flockhart. It was Callista Flockhart. Callista Flockhart. Hey, she's married to Han Solo. And we're back to May the Fourth Be With You. Yeah. With oh man, Agador Spartacus. <laughs> that was a great character. Yes, Blue Raja. <laughs> Um, he didn't wear shoes. He did not wear shoes. Like Lieutenant Dan. He ain't got no legs. What are we talking about? <laughs> the Simpsons. Uh, oh, yes. So it's a bonus bit this week. Yes. We're going to do our best Star Wars parody. Yes. So there are many to choose from. And again, this has to be non-canonically Star Wars. We can't say that Attack of the Clones is a parody, even if it was. It so was. Sand yeah. is rough and coarse, and it gets everywhere. Don't like sand. It's like, if you're given the choice between, okay, who can we de-Canadianize, Justin Bieber or Hayden Christensen? Still Justin Bieber. Still Justin Bieber. But, Hayden Christensen's but, but, a decent actor, given bad material, which is yeah, why I'm it, looking forward to the Obi-Wan series. Yes. And again, I've seen him in a couple indie movies. He's quite good. And also, he's good at modeling because he's objectively handsome. Mm -hmm. My Just, mom taught him. Or his sister? Either way, yeah. nice Canadian. We're still, we're still de-Canadianizing Justin Bieber. It's not Hayden Christensen's fault that the stadium collapsed. It's not the mayor's fault that the stadium collapsed. Vote Quimby <laughs> for mayor. If you were running for mayor, he'd vote for you. 
<laughs> brought to you by the Quimby for Quimby Mayoral Campaign Foundation. So, your favorite instance of Star Wars parody is? I'm going to go with the Family Guy parody. The first one. Blue, Blue Harvest. Harvest. Holy shit. A shot for shot. For shot remake of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Beautifully done. Beautifully rendered. Shot for shot Star Wars remake with the Family Guy characters. And then, of course, Family Guy's humor layered on top of it. Uh, Again, just spoofing on the Star Wars jokes. Just every every single in-joke was Star Wars referential with Family Guy seasoning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the beautiful bit where they're trying to get the couch out of the trash compactor into the Millennium Falcon. Okay, so just just twist it clockwise. No, my clockwise. You're, uh, pivot. Uh, maybe, maybe we take her off all the cushions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my... Red five standing by. Big red standing by. Red October standing by. <laughs> oh my god! And Stewie is Darth Vader. <laughs> so, yeah. so funny. But of course, like my favorite line. Great. Now we have to finish this thing with Danny Elfman. <laughs> oh no, John Williams. <laughs> they burn John Williams. <laughs> There's the whole orchestra burned. <laughs> Play the same song again. Okay. <laughs> Great choice, by the way. It it is just pitch perfect. And the studio didn't even want them to do it. Yeah. And then after it went over so well, they were like, so what are you gonna do the other two? <laughs> and the best part is that like George Lucas is apparently a huge fan because like, wow, you guys knew this movie better than I did. Yeah. Which they do. I mean, that's what happens when you have nerds do nerd stuff. Yes. Oh, man. Great choice. Great choice. And again, on a Futurama baseball podcast, we do got to throw a lot of shout outs to Seth MacFarlane and the work he does. I mean, Seth MacFarlane, grade A nerd. Yes. Also, have you ever watched The Orville? I have. That's probably the other than Galaxy Quest, the best non-Star Trek, Star Trek thing. It is more Star Trek than some Star Trek. Oh, yeah. I mean, what was really going on in the undiscovered country? Let's be honest. What does God need with a starship? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you let Shatner direct. <laughs> and when I directed Star Trek V, I got a great performance out of me because I love these so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Your best star, non-Star Wars, Star Wars. My best non-Star Wars, Star Wars. I think I'm going to have to one-up yours and go with the robot chicken. Oh, very good. Which, of course, are dunked on by the Family Guy Star Wars parodies. Yes. Yeah, just a bunch of Blue guys Harvard. playing with toys. <laughs> I mean, uh, what is it on like Cartoon Network for fifteen minutes? Um, you you know it, it it it's on Adult Swim. It's like oh oh that's a, that's a big distinction. Yeah, but again, Robot Chicken, like they are the masters of action figure parody because pretty much it's recreating what we were doing as kids with action figures if we had good writing. Yeah. 
But yeah, credit where it's due to Robot Chicken. They nailed the Star Wars parodies. And again, if you want to see more Robot Chicken, go to where our podcast isn't anymore. YouTube. YouTube. Or, you know, pay for a cable subscription. Cable. (laughs) Cable. Subscription. And no, cable subscription does not mean Josh Brolin will show up at your house and do your dishes. (laughs) So gritty. Are you sure you're not for the DC universe? (laughs) How about see Ryan Reynolds in Star Wars? And of course... That That would mean he's been in all three of the big three. Yeah. You're talking about Van Wilder, right? Yes. Van Wilder, Marvel, and Star Wars. Yes. Because we do not acknowledge Green Lantern. Here's $5. Go see a Star War. Right. Who who would Ryan Reynolds play in a Star War? He he would be a better Han Solo than Alden Ehrenreich. He's a little old, but yes. I mean, but why? Either that or he'd be Han's brother, you know, Yawn Solo. Hey, I'm Yawn. You know, just hanging out. Here my brother got killed by his kid? Wow, that's messed up. (laughs) Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, this may have been the most Star Wars-tacular episode in the history of Star Wars-tacular episodes. And yet we're calling it Spine Tingly Dingly? Yeah, because, again, we can always go back and edit it just like George Lucas did. But, um, zing, zing. let's get out of here. Okay, so, to find more of us, we're on all of the major podcatchers. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm pretty sure we're on Stitcher. I really ought to check that before I keep saying it. Yeah. Uh, but because we're on Spotify, you can, tell your Google, you can tell your home pod assistant people to play us by telling Alexa or Google, hey, play This Week in Blur's Ball. And you will have to say spine tingly dingling to get this exact episode. Yes, but if you just tell it play the most recent episode, you'll get this episode. And again, if you like the episode, give us five stars. Leave a nice comment. We have fragile egos. We need coddling. Yes, we do. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We're at TWI Blurns Ball on Twitter and Instagram. We're This Week of Blurns Ball on Facebook. We're not on YouTube anymore. Lousy, stinking Vatican time cops. Although, if there's enough interest, we might go back on YouTube. But, you know, meh. <laughs> and if you like us personally or dislike us personally, no, just like us personally, you can follow us on social media. He's at JMS Morris. I'm at Benjamin K. Bloom. And if you like the podcast mascot, he's on that side of the screen, which you can't see right now. His name is Ampersand the Dog. Well, he's Ampersand the Puppy. He's at Ampersand the Puppy on Instagram. He's much cuter than either of us. If you want to see cute photos of him, Ampersand the Puppy on Instagram. He's almost a man, though, so we can start calling him a dog. We no, can, he's a permanent puppy. He is a permanent puppy. All dogs are puppies. Yes, and all cats are jerks. Nasty stinking cats. No cats allowed. <laughs> that Damn, that's what we should have called the podcast. No cats allowed? No cats allowed, the baseball podcast. I like it. It makes no sense, just like this show. Man, that would be like a podcast for people that hate the Detroit Tigers. And the Detroit Lions. At least we're not Detroit. We're not we're Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> so for all of us here at This Week at Blur as well, I'm Jacob Morris. I'm Ben Bloom.
Star Wars. Nothing, Nothing but, but Star Wars. Wars. If they should bar wars, let Star Wars stay. Coming up next week on This Week in Blurred's Ball. I want so many more quotes. I just botched it. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. All right. All right. Deep breath. Deep breath. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Okay. Go. A more elegant weapon from a more civilized age. Dirt or do not. There is no trying.